Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And I'm the guest. My name is James. Yeah, it's James from Unabashedly Obsessed. And? And, uh, oh, just so many other things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Unabashedly Obsessed, Blink and You'll Miss It. Uh, I have a podcast called The Appetite for Distraction Alternative Top 10 Countdown. Um, and when this goes up, I will be uh, one of the uh, players on the actual play podcast, Kids on Bikes. Which comes out <laughs> oh, awesome. Tomorrow from when we're recording. So, yeah. No, I'm already following the Kids on Bikes social media. So, cool. Yeah. Nice. I'm really excited <laughs> about that. Yeah, that'll be cool. So, what show are we talking about today? Uh,. James has decided we're watching The Sopranos. Or James gave us some options and we decided The Sopranos. It was a group <laughs> effort. <laughs> it was a group effort that I uh, took on myself. <laughs> uh, the Sopranos is the show that I had watched. It is the one that I'm familiar with. I have not watched the entire series. And it is a series that I watched because... Uh, when I became aware of the fact that there were some shows that I could watch for free because I had Amazon Prime, uh, that was one of the ones that I did. So I, I dabbled in it. Uh, but I think that we're all familiar with, I think we've all watched a couple of um, no or, <laughs> organized crime shows. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. Uh, I can't think of an example. I watched this show called The Black Donnellys. Um Back when I, Apple iTunes would give you free episodes of pilots, mm. um, yeah, I got this uh, this show that had um, Olivia something. She was in stuff. Anyways, uh, it was about this like <laughs> Irish family that was, I think, sort of mob related. But the pilot didn't really go into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so you guys are telling me that you have not watched uh, any Sopranos, uh, any Breaking Bad, uh, right. any Boardwalk Empire correct uh, no. not uh, uh what not even sons of anarchy not even the wire no. i've watched season no. one of the wire I've all right that's wire. a bit different though that's not it's not right. from the perspective of crime right entirely <sighs> i watched three episodes of breaking bad <laughs> yeah not <laughs> a year and a half ago for this podcast <laughs> Oh, great. I'm, a, I'm a chemist, so people keep telling me I should watch Breaking Bad because it features a chemistry teacher, and that has like really, really put me off ever watching it. <laughs> well, my um, so my cousin is going into college for chemistry, and uh-huh. her favorite show is Breaking Bad, and I'm yeah. like, that's like, I I told her because I I have a psych degree. I'm like, that's like why I like Mind Hunter because it's not really psychology, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh Breaking Bad definitely portrays the job of chemistry teacher as a bleak existence within <laughs> yeah. its fiction. So Yeah. Uh <laughs> you, you might have been right to be a little warded off by it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I I just my my brother-in-law is this big HBO fan. Mm-hmm. Like he, mm. he anything that's on the HBO network ch- channel or whatever, he he like rides hard for like He's seen all of the Sopranos, Mad Men, all this stuff. Or I guess Mad not Mad Men, but like all these all HBO stuff. Even like stuff like Sex in the City. He's like, it was on HBO. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, why not? I watched it too. But like, I yeah, I was you know dating my wife and and I was interested. But like, he's like this single 
dude. And, and yeah, he's seen, I think, most, if not all, of Sex and the City just because it's like, he, it's like if you have a favorite <laughs> record label, but he has a favorite channel. It's very, very uh, odd. So he always <laughs> gives me grief for not having ever seen The Sopranos. So I'm excited to be able to be three episodes into a discussion about it. Okay. Um... <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly couldn't even tell you, I think, anything about The Sopranos, except it's mob related, as you've already said. I, I think I, that's all I know. Uh, Steve, uh, the guy from uh, Bruce Springsteen's band is in it. Mm-hmm. And um, I could almost give you a beat by beat breakdown of the last twenty seconds of the series because I've read so many things about it. So, oh yeah, I do know that. Yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> the one thing about The Sopranos that everybody knows is how it ends. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of stuff going into it. Um, I think that what sets it apart from other shows, um, from other crime dramas. Um, is that it's half family drama because it's Italian, uh, <laughs> an Italian, but it's, um, it, it's based around, of course, uh, Tony Soprano, and uh, you know, uh, he's got, uh, and wait, I have a question. What? Is this based off of a real person? No. Okay. Uh, well, Sometimes they like base stuff like this off of real people and just like change the name. Mm. And so I was wondering if there's some history that I don't know. I don't believe that there's any history besides just like taking inspiration from crime history. I I have a question. Yes. Did you ever see the movie Analyze This? No. Okay. I haven't either, (laughs) but... In my mind, I kind of put this and that into the same box because it's like mobster goes to see a therapist. Yeah, that's oh. one of the main uh, hooks of the show yeah. uh, is that it's all about Tony Soprano highlighting basically the difficulties that he faces balancing his family, his life as a criminal together by talking to his psychiatrist. Yeah. Oh, man. To be that, to be that psychiatrist. Right. I, I figured that this show, because I had seen it and I knew about the psychiatrist, was the one uh, that I thought had the best hook for talking to Kalina about. Okay. Um, oh, because I, yeah, but I don't want to go into the therapy thing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just mean, you know, you got to listen to people talk about their problems. And it's like, I got those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't need yours. All right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but I do think I think one of the interesting things would be if I had decided to be a therapist would be getting people like this where it's like, should I go to the police? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, um he's a guy who is constantly dealing with a a different strained emotionally relationship with each of his family members individually. Um, you know, it's not just the usual stuff with the wife, but he's got, you know, one child he's trying <laughs> to, that. You got to put effort into straining every single familial relationship you have. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> and of course it's a crime show. So there's a lot of uh, violence in his other life. Um, mm-hmm. But uh the reason he 
uh, has to go to a psychiatrist is because uh, he <laughs> uh, is struggling to handle his life as a criminal because he has begun to have panic attacks. Oh. That's no good. Mm-hmm. That's no good. That'll get uh, you every time. Boys, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I better go talk to a medical professional so that I can keep doing violent crime. <laughs> you know what? He takes a lot more initiative than a lot of people. I respect that mobster. <laughs> you want to keep doing your passion, so you got to figure out a way to keep doing your passion. I, I get it. Right, exactly. Yeah, so I, I think that this is a show that has um, some unique some unique twists uh, in the setup that the, have not been replicated. If they slip into some Freudian shit, I can't. Ha- I won't be able to contain myself. <laughs> But I don't remember, but it is TV psychiatry, so I don't know. So it's going to. It's. I mean, inevitable. it's what I expect. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we're not. I don't, I'm not expecting there to be breaking of new ground of like, oh wow, that's a that's a psychological insight that I never thought of before. But like, <laughs> I'm sort of hoping that she just sort of listens and like maybe maybe offers like some some like sage advice that's sort of what i'm looking for in a tv mobster therapist sort of deal <laughs> well it's television yeah, like, i i hope yeah. it's not too much to hope that it's at least a genuinely portrayed mm. <laughs> yeah genuinely I, in, in the fact that like she's a good person i at the very least i do not remember any uh egregious behavior uh but i going into the show i mean it is it, it it ran from 99 to 2007, so right. uh, it is not a show that I am expecting to be uh, <laughs> up to date. Right, right. Right. Is there anything else we should know? Uh, I don't know. I kind of laid a lot of information down on you about the premise. I think that there's nothing... I think that's the most key... Uh, elements to it you know without getting into getting into spoilers and crap james yes do you have any predictions um i think there's going to be a lot of nudity that we haven't talked about because i'm pretty sure i remember that it takes place in like a strip club Um, and like hbo right in hbo (laughs) um i think hmm i don't know like I'm trying to, I'm, I'm hoping, what I'm hoping for, I don't know if this is a prediction, I'm hoping for it to sort of defy some of the mobster stereotype. I mean, I guess in, a ther- in him seeing a therapist, it already does, but I'm hoping for it to challenge or defy some of the Godfather type stuff that, that you, you see a lot of. Mm. Um, but I don't know. So you want to challenge some mobster yeah. stereotypes. Yeah, that, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for subversion of, of some of the, the mobster stuff. I, I that would be cool. I, I think it's a surprising common thread between the three of us that there's a lot of stuff that we have not seen that are considered like essentials. Yeah. Uh because the Godfather being I've watched maybe half of The Godfather and my takeaway from it was I'm sleepy and that was very brown. Yeah. Yeah, um <laughs> very sepia. I I I can't remember if it was my friend and co-host Aaron or my I think it was Heron. Maybe it was my wife. I'm not really sure. But uh, someone I watched it with, and they were like, "Yeah, this is not anything that I'm interested in." And I'm like, I was like, "Okay, I get it." Like, 
I'm not I'm not one of those like, oh, what are you going to do? What why haven't you whatever like whatever. Like if you haven't seen it, you haven't seen it. I will say that I really enjoyed the book too. Um mm-hmm. I haven't seen Godfather 2 uh which I'm I'm told is also like really really great. Um but I really enjoyed the book quite a lot and I I actually would would rather reread the book than maybe watch the movie again. Although mm-hmm. Al Pacino and Diane Keaton, Diane Keaton? Yeah. They're pretty good. So I did after having watched some of the Godfather try to go back to it uh hop on to Netflix uh and accidentally start up and watch some of the Godfather 2 without realizing yeah <laughs> knowing what you were getting into uh so I've made a couple of mistakes <laughs> uh well on that note we're going to go watch some episodes and we will be back with our thoughts later Bon appetit. And we're back. Yeah. First, I think I want to get our guests' immediate thoughts. Just... Yeah. Um, I... So, I watched the first episode... And I was talking to my wife about it, and I said, it was actually really good. And she's like, oh, that critically acclaimed, world-famous <laughs> HBO, like, flagship TV series was actually pretty good? I was like, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually liked it. <laughs> the thing that got a bunch of seasons. <laughs> what a shocker. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I really, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed it. I thought, I thought, this is probably going to be pretty good before I started it. And then after the first episode, I was like, oh, dang. Oh man, this is this is really good. Were you like, oh no, now I have to watch all eighty nine episodes? Uh huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, gosh. basically that kind of thing. Like, yeah, and I'm I'm the kind of like I have that like addictive personality thing mm-hmm. where it's like, oh crap, well I have a new show. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good news to get a new show. No, no, no it's for not. real. Like I'm I'm really excited. There's there's lots of things that I hope uh, improve, but I really really liked. Uh, a lot of this stuff. Everyone's so skinny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Except for the one guy. Yeah, but right. Uh, Kalina, well, I want to know what your like coming out of it first thoughts are. Well, I was gonna say, as far as like stuff improving, it's it's weird because they're supposed to be bad people, so I get that they're like racist and homophobic and mm. anti-Semitic and everything. Uh, so it's weird seeing like this show kind of has representation. you know what i mean (laughs) they're supposed Uh to be shitty people so like they're supposed to have shitty opinions i wish they didn't but Mm, that is i get it yeah (laughs) it's a pretty serious consideration when going into this show yeah you're right um like yeah it's not like like i actually i'm not gonna feel bad that i that i chuckled at this but like um he when he was talking about his mom and it's like oh she's what she was I'm sure she's perfectly nice to her to her maid and she's like these blacks right. I was like oh my god that's horrible but like the timing of it was so perfect yes. that like um oh gosh but like like I, there was no there was no instance where I where I don't think it was clear that you were that it was like no one I think making this show was was ever on the side of this is okay, right? Like, <laughs> this scene it, is it, not... it was never like, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's not sympathetic. The scene isn't set right. up in such a way to be like, this is the correct and right opinion. Well, and also in the right. in the scene where they like accost the gay couple and make them hijack another car. First of all, for some reason, I just thought it was a really funny scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but second of all, like, they weren't weird about it. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't because they were gay. Like, it, they weren't, they happened to be gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it wasn't, that wasn't the thing that was getting them in trouble. Like, right, it was because they, they stole a car. a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Mm. I definitely want to touch base with this later but um i think the what struck me going through these episodes is despite the fact that they are criminals uh that they do violence and murder um uh, in fact the i'm acutely aware uh for a couple of reasons basically like um you could fill a youtube video with of movie length just with the murder scenes in this show um, yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, and a and a sig- significant part of the episode recap on Wikipedia is who got murdered that episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's wait. I do like the idea that a lot more nameable characters get murdered than Ooh. than just the one that got murdered in episode three. Yeah, like I actually didn't really feel like there was all that much murdering like there was an accidental death right right that's the thing that struck me about the show is that despite the fact that they have these violent jobs that like a not only is murdered like the last resort and it was pretty significant when they actually were like shit we're gonna have to murder a guy in episode three oh yeah that was yeah it was definitely like interesting how much seriously they took it but also the fact that you spend like 90 percent of the show with them just in their domestic lives uh (laughs) And that a significant amount of time is put into these guys are normal people, not special people. Uh, and to even to an extent, sort of like, I think that the most humanizing thing in the show is uh, actually Tony Soprano's obsession with the ducks. Yes. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. So he has um, uh, these like ducks grow up in his pool and then they fly away and that's what gives him his first panic attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, I got, I feel you. Those are my babies. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was watching that and I was realizing that I'd listened to a podcast about that episode mm-hmm. before. Um, there was a, a podcast when uh, we were first getting going on Unabashedly Obsessed called Wings the Podcast um, where they would watch the pilot episode of interesting of shows yeah so like was, our show, really show but less but less and it was yeah and it was it was like there was like uh someone with, with was like a, a a cartoon like there was like a they took it more it was like a a very very academic like and like they had it was like a very like this is the definition of a pilot it's not just like the first episode like it's like right. it has to be all this stuff. Anyways, they talked about this, and I was like, "Oh wait, right, the ducks are gonna be like when he's when he first was talking about the ducks." I was like, "Wait, I have this like inkling in the back of my mind from like three years ago that I was like, <laughs> these ducks are gonna be important." <laughs> and, and, yeah, like I, I really, what I really liked though was that they returned to them. Like he, 
sometimes he would look in like episodes two or three, he would sort of look at the pool. Mm. Yeah. And he'd be like, he's yeah, thinking about those ducks. <laughs> thinking about those ducks. <laughs> he's got an obsession. <laughs> uh, it, it took me until halfway through your story to realize that the podcast was called Wings because they only watch pilots. Right. <laughs> right. And they also never did the show Wings. What? That was one of their other... Because th- they, were, they were waiting for Stephen uh, Weber to be on their, their episode about the pilot of Wings. <laughs> we can't do Wings until we can get right. the man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it was a good show. It was a good show. Um, but yeah, like... Uh, it it was an intense show and and your show i liked preparing for a lot more because i was like all right overall impression basically like throw these episodes at me and see what what sticks. yeah exactly like that was what i was i really liked i don't i don't i don't mean to call out your like tagline or whatever but like i really like the take three bites and see what you think like that's like perfect so. <laughs> I, also good good for training kids on on, on not being picky eaters like, <laughs> it's like a double right take three bites and then tell me that you hate it neither of us right. have ever been picky eaters <laughs> but um yeah uh, um shoot oh i was gonna say uh podcast secret i came up with that tagline as i was recording that episode <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice it just came out of me and i was like well here we Perfect. go <laughs> uh, unfortunately this is not a podcast about podcasts so we do have to talk about the sopranos <laughs> do we are you sure <laughs> we can talk about james this tell me later. about your fifteen thousand podcasts uh, um, later so um I, <laughs> can we talk about melfi oh yeah, yeah. Dr. Yes. Melfi? i was gonna say if we're gonna talk about any three characters it has to be tony uh his mom who i think her name is livy uh, yeah. and Melfi. Livia? We have to talk about yeah. those three characters. So let's start with Melfi. Um, I really liked her. Like, I really liked her, but also I couldn't stand the way she sat or delivered <laughs> lines. So you like in, her, but not her actor. In, in, in that order, like, her, if, if like, I was listening to a, an audio drama of her lines, like, I would have been, like, all over it, because I liked her accent. I liked that she was, like, clinical and, and had sort of a, a very, like, went to college sort of voice <laughs> so she you know feels I mean? professional but like but like then she'd have a little bit of a of the like marissa tomei yes, like yeah. kind of like a little bit of a new york lilt or whatever um i really liked it but she sat like she was the most uncomfortable <laughs> so, of all time. she might have been <laughs> so you would you just close your eyes every time the camera cut to her no, because it was like a car wreck. I was like, how is she? Is that like Wear under pants if it's- where? <laughs> and like her eyes, like I felt like I'm, maybe she was going for I'm scared of this guy, but I don't think she, I don't know what was going on. Oh, no. Like, yeah, I totally understand what you mean. Her eyes were very much like, not even like when he was yelling at her, just like all the time she looked a little bit frightened. A little bit concerned. Yeah. I think that's just her. <laughs> it's just her face. Yeah, I think that's just her contemplative eyes. <laughs> but um, yeah. the the thing about her that I can't stop thinking about is how her hair and makeup and stuff is different in every single scene she's in, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just different enough that sometimes I think I don't recognize her. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying she's not a great character for someone with face blindness? I'm not a great character just for someone with face blindness. <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> She, I thought, I thought Edie Falco, like, if you had asked me, I would have thought Edie Falco was going to be the other, like, the doctor role. Because I feel like 
she's a the doctor dr melfi is sort of a huge role in this oh yeah but like was that is that is that lady in other things and i just am not familiar with her work uh, she's a nurse like jackie edie Fal- with edie falco yeah oh, wow. oh no you're i was taught saying edie falco was in that oh okay i mean i mean the, the lady who played the doctor oh i have no idea if she's in anything i can't think of anything i could look it up go for it um while you say that um i did really enjoy the way that they wrote her that yeah. um you know even if he was screaming at her she never lost her cool and she was always very professional and she did talk about a lot of freudian stuff but none of it was awful none of it was too bad yeah oh yeah i forgot that that, that we were we were we were sort of <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to I'm trying not to use the word clenching on, on a podcast that I'm on a guest that I'm a guest on but like we were sort of like a little nervous about that um good I'm glad to hear that that was not a, yeah um a problem she the, apparently the only... was uh a significant character in Goodfellas in the 90s mm, so oh. she was in stuff before that probably more than she was after yeah she was nominated for best supporting actress in Goodfellas nice um oh whoa Okay. But yeah, the only thing that she mentioned specifically were like coping mechanisms. And to be fair, coping mechanisms was the one thing that Anna Freud wrote half of, Freud's daughter. So I'm okay <laughs> with them. <laughs> <laughs> no other Freudian stuff? No, everything else is stupid. <laughs> oh, stuff that she said? But, uh, coping. No, Anna Freud is okay. She's still a Freudian because obviously. Okay. But the coping mechanisms her and her dad both worked on and they're the least shitty thing they wrote okay so melfi has not committed any psychological faux pas in this i show. mean back in the 90s all the freudian shit was super okay mm-hmm. <laughs> so i don't know what to tell you back then but right now she's all right still <laughs> i could i could tell that they i i feel like she was something that they were gonna slowly roll out a little more like i hope that it's not that it, what i hope they don't do and i'll be able to know this as i watch more of the series but they didn't use they used her kind of a lot of sort of like um orson from mork and mindy like mm. well so how was your week this week oh well here's what happened to me and this is what stresses me out oh whoa okay good re- good i'm glad that i gave you a reason to recap the, <laughs> the events of your life um i hope that they use because I, I got a couple of hints that like there was maybe some stuff that they were building on, and I really hope that they do that. Yeah, like I think she's in it. Like when when he when they were at the restaurant. Oh yeah. And like, like I thought that was really interesting. Like I, th- I thought that was maybe the most interesting part mm. of, I, of. I only her wrote down one line because I normally write down lines that I like. The only one I wrote down was "Shut the fuck up, Neil." <laughs> that was she <laughs> delivered that line perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> and like it shows that she's got a personality beyond just being like his vessel for his feelings so right. yeah. i think it was important that that was in episode one yeah, yeah. for sure because that like you said it gives a it gives an indication that she's gonna become you know more important right. and like is there gonna be like a conflict i'm really excited for them to explore the conflict but i only want them to do it once so i'm hoping that they're really building <laughs> i don't I do not want the psycho- psychologist equivalent of will they, won't they, where it's like, <laughs> oh God. I kind of need you to murder a guy. Oh, but no, that's against my ethics for like the whole series. That would really <laughs> bump me out. <laughs> right. I don't know. Um, hmm. I, I, I think that uh, definitely a part of that is that 
uh, aside from that one scene, we exclusively see her in the office uh, yeah. when she she's obviously being professional and keeping aside from her like professional opinion and her capacity as his therapist. Uh, she seems like she mostly keeps like her. She has sort of forced by the professional arrangement to keep her opinions to herself unless it's pertinent to his health. Yeah. All right. So that does limit her. And I think that's, I think that's what we're feeling where we want to see more out of her, especially because that scene in episode one sort of like tantalized us with the seeing her outside the office. And, And just to say like from personal experience, the more you're like with a therapist, the more they themselves open up. Because they feel, like, yeah. more comfortable around you being, like, not less professional, but just, like, more, like, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm hoping that definitely comes out. <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm fine. Like I said, I'm fine with a slow roll. Because, like, I would be... I, I really want them to build her character and really care about her and not just, like, here's the Melfi episode. <laughs> like, that would that would not be good. Um, mm. Can I ask a question about the, the plot, though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he in the first episode? They kind of did this coy thing where she's like, uh, "Hey, don't say that you've done crimes, please." <laughs> right. And so, are we to understand that he is euphemizing a lot in his sessions with her, or is he like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, cool." Anyways, so <laughs> this murder. This murder we did, right? We, like, I think or was that, it, or is it like both? <clears throat> where it's like, I'm not gonna say this murder we did, but we did kick the crap out of this guy. Mm, okay, now I think the important distinction there to be made, which I think is a little unclear, is that it's it's definitely certain that he is euphemizing things, but he right. does occasionally, like I think in episode one, he had a whole scene where he was like, "Boys don't they don't take the rap, they don't sit silently in jail anymore." Right, but right. it was like, it was only specifically shown him euphemizing in episode one where he's like, oh, we got coffee mm-hmm. when talking about like <laughs> beating up the professor. I, so I right. think the show, to an extent, in a couple of areas is relying on what it has set up in episode one to sort of carry you along. Right. Right, that's fair. Because like, so she, but she's... She knows. She knows. Like, oh, yeah, she okay, good. super right. knows. Honestly, in the first episode, <laughs> when I couldn't gauge that she was frightened, I honestly thought she was a little excited. Mm. <laughs> when Yeah, I can, I get that. Because she, she obviously knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah. I'm going to stop you. Don't tell me anything that I must report. But like, low key, I want to hear the juicy deets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. I think that she uh, might... I think that she might, as a professional, uh, at least have enough professional, like, she has enough professional curiosity that she's not going to, like, turn down the sessions with him. She's obviously very interested in his psychology, but I think that she is also, she's playing it smart. Fair. Well, it's, I think that she's certainly an audience surrogate in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. So it's like... In the same way that, like, if you were to be like, all right, mobsters having panic attacks and start seeing a therapist... You're like, uh-huh, go on. <laughs> Show me 86 more episodes of right. that, please. Um, I think that, but you're also sort of like, uh, but isn't that going to be terrifying? Or wouldn't it be weird to be in a room with this guy talking? Like, it's, I, I get I get both like, okay, this is fascinating. I think she's probably fascinated by him, for mm. sure. The only issue with this is that 
we are uh, making a bit of like a leap of faith here where we're sort of assuming things about her because she's easy to project onto. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess the question is whether or not that's by design. Right. And what they do with her in the rest of the season. Right, going forward. Yeah. Um, So when I watched the first episode, I was really worried that Carmela, Tony's wife, would be kind of a stereotypical shrew type well not necessarily that but he mentioned the thing about the priest which didn't come up in episodes two or three mm. she but i thought, thought she was yeah i thought it was gonna be like a situation where they basically hated each other and sh- they were both seeing other people and i was like oh that's kind of sad but they're pretty yeah. friendly to each other and she's definitely genuinely interested in like like remember how happy she was when he admitted to her that she was seeing the psychiatrist yeah, yeah she was like yeah super happy he was trying to make himself better <laughs> and like she is they're genuinely like interested in each other if not love each other it's hard to tell mm. they there was a part it may have been i want to say it was near the end of of the third episode where like they went from like bickering to like he like she was like tickling his feet and stuff oh. <laughs> like and they were like they were kind of like teasing each other and i was like that is some great acting right there right. that is i get that they some cute shit. are old like, they've been around the block, but, like, they can mess with each other. <laughs> like, it was it was a sweet it was a sweet moment, because they went from, like, uh, you, you suck, and then it's like, no, you suck, tickle, tickle. And I was like, that's sweet, that's cute. I'm not making, I'm making it sound incredibly creepy, but it is very <laughs> No, cute. I know. Well, it, it kind of had the same vibes as the food fight scene. Yes! Where I love, honestly, that's, like, my, the part that made me, like, grin the most. Yeah, same, <laughs> um, same. Because they, it, it immediately turned from like what could have been a, a deadly serious situation right there, definitely <laughs> right. the breakup of a friendship, uh, into suddenly, suddenly they're like high schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look. It, it was funny because it looked you could see the the years fall off of them. Yeah. Like it was, it was incredibly done because like they went from like stressed out about all the stuff to like throwing food at each other and like giggling and oh god it was so good i'd forgotten about that the and part... now i want to watch that again. it's my favorite scene so far i think <laughs> the, the part of the scene you know honestly that was the weirdest is because right before is that right before tony exploded at him i was getting a little tired of hearing about his burned down shop and him complaining <laughs> about it so i was like hold on tony. no i felt i felt like the i don't know i felt called out or something <laughs> you know where uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, I felt like the rioters had taken me for a ride and gotten me in Tony's <laughs> seat, and I was like, "How did I end up here?" <laughs> You're like, I didn't think I'd identify with a mobster, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's. I think that's a good transition to talking about Tony. Mm. Um, that is a fascinating dude. Like, I did. I I didn't give. I I've never given James Gandolfini much credit uh, because I've never seen him in this, but like. He is he is quite excellent at the subtlety. Yeah, like, the acting is really good. Yeah, he yeah. Well, he is the star of the show, so. I mean, yeah, but like, <laughs> but like he could have like you know, um, what's his name in Goodfellas was the star, and he was anyway sure on the screen. Yeah, like it was like this is this is acting that I that like I I, I almost said before like I would almost be fine with no mob stuff mm. and just see these these people and these interactions and this family stuff with just I know that the mob stuff is sort of the hook but like <laughs> right <laughs> but like 
I would I would I was fine when they were just like yelling at the TV and when and you know talking about DVDs versus <laughs> laser discs and you, stuff like you would watch the Sopranos sitcom. <laughs> I would like it. Yeah, I, I thought and I think that it would be like yeah. I just really thought that Tony uh, really carried it very very well. like it's one of those things where it's like oh okay I see why the hype. I see. Under, I understand now why this was such a yeah. gigantic pop cultural phenomenon. Yeah, that's it's a very good sign that that writing that the mm-hmm. domestic scenes are engaging and that that writing is so good. Because if we didn't care, then <laughs> I mean, it'd be a pretty yeah. major weakness well, in like a large portion of the episode. There's definitely stuff I've watched where they've gotten into the domestic stuff, and I'm just sitting there like, I'm so fucking bored. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Uh, yeah because like by definition like domestic activities are usually pretty boring they're kind of hard to write so yeah uh it's pretty crucial especially um i don't think that the crime half crime drama half of the show uh would sustain the show without the domestic half of the show being so good because honestly like that's the half that's lacking i agree i agree uh did is this the guy that did the wire like the guy that created the wire created this too right um am, am i mixing up my david c's i don't know <laughs> um i th- hold on we're both googling yeah it. no that, that's fine that's fine <laughs> i'm i'm sitting here like a diva letting you google for me <laughs> <laughs> we're just your interns now welcome you've taken over the show hey look that up for me oh, sean's got it sean's got it uh so david chase yeah right he did the wire uh, maybe. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm so. sorry. That was a double Google. Here, let me try and no, do no, one. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I don't see anything about the wire on his Wikipedia page. Cause like the outside line thing that they wouldn't talk on the on the phone mm-hmm. was because of the wire, right? Or because Be- because of the potential FBI surveillance. Yeah, yeah. David Simon created the wire. Yeah. So my, I was mixing up my data. Some Patriot Act stuff. Yeah, but yeah. like it was, it was. That's why it was like, "Hey, our euphemism, 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 go to a payphone." Right. That that was. Oh, weird. What? The Sopranos, and then BoJack Horseman. Oh, so that's what he's doing nowadays. <laughs> he voices himself in an episode. Oh, that's it. No, I, I I just thought it was weird that this that that's the sh- first show that he's worked on since The Sopranos. Okay, but BoJack that Horseman is... is good. No, no, it's just it's just a bit of a leap, don't you think? <laughs> It has been 10 years. Right. Um, <clears throat> Anyways, that's a little sidetracked here. So uh, <laughs> we started, we were talking about... Oh, um, I did want to mention, actually, so we asked you for your predictions at the beginning, and you did predict nudity, which was episode yeah. one. Right. Yep. There. Episode two. There. there. Episode, episode three. There. there. Repeatedly. Like, yeah. like HBO. No, it's HBO <laughs> to the max. They're like, here's your 50 minutes. Uh, we have a, <laughs> we have a contract that 10% of it must be nudity, so right. here you go. Well, but it was well, like don't... Beverly Hills Cop nudity. It was like, I don't care. The, right. The, no one was the having non-nude, sex. Right. The non-nude people in this scene are the more interesting people in this scene. <laughs> oh, except, except, except for um, when his when, mom's house was burning. Yes, and all those strippers stopped. I was like, that is really funny. <laughs> so that cute. is very is funny. okay? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeah. 
are you gay? And then, yeah. but then, like, when he beat up the bartender, none of them, like, stopped. They were like, whatever. They, they briefly stopped, and then they <laughs> got back into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it gosh. was, like, but it wasn't like, and maybe, I hope, it's not my age. I'm not going to even say that. That's, that's not even true. Like, I feel like there was a point in my life when I would have been like, oh, right, what happened in that scene? But right. <laughs> I, it's been it's been a long time since I, I was like, oh, hey, that lady's naked behind him. Anyways, what did he say? Right. <laughs> like his mom's house is burning? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> but I don't, th- yeah, I don't think that, I mean, considering the scenes, yeah. honestly, it wasn't distracting. I, but like I, even I, the, the nurse scene, I was watching Tony. <laughs> No, exactly. It was <laughs> in the background. <laughs> none of it. None of it is like. First of all, none of it is plot relevant, which is great. But HBO has forgotten that since Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, uh, there were two <laughs> things that I was pondering, which uh, during these scenes, and the first was, I, w- I wonder how these actors feel on the set, <laughs> and the second thing, um, what was I just forgot what the second thing was? How the other actors feel? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm I did mean, but all the actors in my first point. But the second, just thing, like here's your scene. There are some naked ladies dancing behind you, and you're talking about something completely irrelevant, and you never address them. <laughs> well, I've completely forgotten my second point. Now. <laughs> I don't know. Like my, I think my second thing was that I was wondering if HBO is like, oh man, this is a scene where. A guy doesn't know how to use the phone, or, ah, uh, geez, this is the episode where it's a lot of talk about cancer. We better put some titties in there to appease the people we upset. <laughs> you know what? It, maybe. I don't know. It, it was something I wondered. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure there was at least at least one guy, and I do say that intentionally, um, that, was, that thought, this is boring. We need to have some nudity in the background. <laughs> He's wrong. He's wrong. But... <laughs> Whoever that was. Yeah. The, uh, the cancer stuff was, oh, man. Everything, oh. Yeah. The stupid show. Uh, by the way, I'm a little upset at your podcast for, for getting me into this show now, because now I'm going <laughs> to have to watch all of this. And, uh, Sorry. There was, there was some hipster cred to not having ever watched The Sopranos. No, totally... there is no cred. <laughs> that's fake. <laughs> Well, that's okay. You still don't have The Godfather, right? Right. Uh, I've seen. I've now. I've. I've seen only the first one okay. and read the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. the other funny thing was how into mob movies they were. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> yes. They pull me back in. I can't do the voice. <laughs> it's but. funny to yeah, think ne- of. Neither could he. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun to think of criminals that are like really into criminal media, which um actually comes up to like uh. A like really important topic like, to actually talk about in these crime shows, which is how much glorification of crime actually is going on because of these shows. And I mean, in real life, what do you think? Well, I I think I mean in, in, in on this show, I don't I don't know that there was any part where I and and maybe this is just my personality, but I don't think there was any part where it was like, <laughs> yeah, get him. Mm. Yeah, um, I I feel like, but. Uh, sorry i was just gonna agree with you like this show kind of shows the more like like with the guys accidentally killing the one guy they were like holy shit we fucked up like yeah you know that was a really rough scene but uh i don't this whole conversation is making me think of breaking bad where there are like multiple scenes and montages where it was definitely like Check it out. Now that he's doing crime, he is a badass. And also, I think if a a similar scenes have played out in Breaking Bad, where it's like, 
man, we flubbed this so hard. Somebody just died. We didn't mean to do that. That was definitely played for more comedy than in this show. Yeah. Right. I I think it's interesting to think about how the media of, of the mobster in this show influenced how they portrayed themselves as mobsters. Like, yeah. were they more quote unquote gangstery because they were super into Goodfellas and, and <laughs> The Godfather and all those shows? Or is that just true and it just happened to be? Is it like when you watch a, when you play a sport and then watch a sport movie that gets it right? Like, is it like that or is it like, yeah, I'm going to be like I, Rocky when I'm a boxer? I, you know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit of a chicken or the egg argument but i think that what came first was because this is a very this is very human for us to sort of um in real life obsess over real life crimes and investigate them and investigate the minds of the people who perpetrate them Um, but i was gonna say you mentioned in the theme song it's like oh the golden age is gone Mm -hmm. and how they always talk about how like oh the kids these days aren't respectful and this and that Mm -hmm. um so i do think it's like an interesting theme of the show that's like Oh, the mobsters back then, like that the movies glorified. Oh, those were the good, those are the cool guys. Like yeah. we're just lame guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, I don't know, that's definitely part of why they like crime media so much. I was just thinking that, like, I think it's that definitely that we, uh, in, were fascinated by slash enjoyed the stories around crime first and that's why we created the media yeah so i think yeah. it's yeah. that i do i think it's glamorization think it's a, of crime came first then <laughs> a media. positive feedback loop yes <laughs> yeah yeah hmm. huh. uh, <laughs> but i really sp- spun us away from talking about the character tony soprano which i think oh, yeah. we really need to get it more in depth with um his thing with the paintings in the third episode mm. was heartbreaking and also a little off-putting and also really funny right. like I, I like i i thought all like it was chilling when he was like that rotted out tree that you're trying to trick me with i'm like "Ooh, you are really knotted up inside right. my friend <laughs> you're <laughs> like, really fucked up you have some stuff going on you should see us th- well okay i mean you're, you're doing you're doing, <laughs> doing that <laughs> he's a master of displacement yeah and... yeah <laughs> well, the funny I kept thing- I kept looking at the zoom in and being like, "Am I supposed to be seeing something <laughs> right, exactly. here?" Exactly. <laughs> like it's just a little bit of like blue smudge in the yeah. black of the doorway, but he sees this whole scene in there <laughs> that's like completely projected out from his own displaced feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, and it is funny how like he storms out on her at least once an episode, and then something yeah. will happen and he goes back. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, ah, shit, I need this. <laughs> Which I mean, it's nice that he. Ugh, he's it's trying. nice that he keeps coming back. I, I'm glad that we don't need to like. I'm glad he doesn't need. To, I'm glad that we don't need to waste a scene every episode on something convincing him to go back. I think though that if you look at the women in his life, she's the only one that doesn't needle him ask ask something of him yeah like that that isn't like well because she's paid not to <laughs> well sure sure but like it's good for him the, mm-hmm. but like of of like his mom his wife and his daughter right and her oh god like we're not we can't really go too in depth with his daughter but i was really surprised and she's like we need to score some crystal <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, what? That Where did this come much. from? I thought she was going to go, like, Adderall, but she went I think straight this was, amphetamine. I think this is a little before I think before this was Adderall. before. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I don't know when Adderall was invented, <laughs> and I should. <laughs> There's a lot of talk about how they, they sling Crystal now, and how uh, I think the guy on TV blames the whole sl- slinging drugs that'll give you, like, 35 to life as why everybody is turning witness, and... Um, how just like the crimes they commit are different. That's why it's oh, different. It was what did anyone else feel there's heavy foreshadowing that, uh, the daughter's friend Hunter is definitely going to get hooked on drugs. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought there was really heavy foreshadowing that she was going to do something with Brandon and it would be weird. Good thing. Yep. That's never going to happen. Good thing. He's super dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of all the characters to get shot, I'm glad it was him. I mean, yeah, he was a he was a big tool bag, but I thought that. But it it was nice that they sort of got rid of him. He didn't even and do was, crime correctly. Crime <laughs> so bad. You can't you can't crime well. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the wife is obviously very displeased with him because she's super Christian or whatever weird that again. Catholic. Hasn't Catholic, come up yeah. in episodes two or three. Mm-hmm. But I thought she was going to be sleeping with the priest. Same. I know we mentioned the priest before, but like they were watching TV together, and that felt weird to me. Yeah. And, and but like, like that was it. <laughs> yeah, I, it's yeah. a little um, sort of a soapy assumption to be like they there must be cheating, there must be sex going on. I mean, he is cheating, but but like, know, but um, and then she's... when he would be with someone that wasn't her, I was like, oh, oh, right, oh, <laughs> right, crap, I forgot about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whereas and, the, and the, she, the last girl at the end, I was like, "Is that Melfi?" No, oh, no, okay, it's not. <laughs> yeah, same this haircut and everything. Hair. Yeah, <laughs> right. But she's got a totally different face, um, face blindness issues. Um, <laughs> no, um, but uh, because c- she's the one, and she's like genuine about the whole "gotta save your soul" thing. This is Catholic. Like even when, like even when she's like, "Oh, it's very good that you're doing," uh psychiatry uh oh it it's good for you it's good for something i mean it's not you're not working on the soul thing but this is still good (laughs) yeah it's still good it's just like very weird that they went so hard on her being catholic in the first episode and then two and three she's just like a normal wife (laughs) i think i don't know um it could be a pilot thing i don't know that's fair but um, i don't think that any of her uh, actions were sort of out of that characterization. On, but on the other hand, the his mom wants, wants him to do everything, but also not be in her life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, sorry. Livia is fascinating. She's like, you never call me, and he's like, I'm literally calling you right now. We're talking on the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he hates her so much and he's like I can't hate my mom that's a physical impossibility right <laughs> I am not going to promote this uh to my mom that I was on this episode but like I a little was like I get it I get it I get that like oh god I I really you drive me absolutely crazy Love All right, ya. talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like everyone at least a little bit gets it, mm-hmm. but some yeah. people definitely more than others that like, right. oh my god, you drive me up the fucking wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one gets under your skin like your parents, and Livia is uh, the best at it. 
Wow. <laughs> I I felt like there was a little bit of a I'd love I'd love to see her that and I know this show is good and addictive to me because I'm like I want to see all the growth of all these characters. Mm. Um but I want to see her character grow more um because I felt like when she was talking to um Uncle Junior. Yeah. Um I was like, "Wait, who is this like cohesive, like coherent evil woman?" <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that both of you thought they were plotting together and when I was watching the show, I thought he was specifically manipulating her. Yeah, uh, I I sort of came around to your way of thinking. I think because I don't know, she just she just seemed to like parrot what he said. He was like, "Oh, you know that Christopher," and she's like, "Hey, Christopher's a good boy." And he goes, "You know, but he needs to be taught some manners or whatever." And she was like, "Well, he does need to be taught some manners." Like, <laughs> okay, I can see that. But like, she spoke the. It was all right. So maybe it was that she used to be a lot more with it, and now she still speaks because she definitely was like, "I don't know him." And I was yeah. like, "That's chilling." <laughs> like. <laughs> I I I don't know if she realizes, but he's definitely using her as the soundboard that he bounces his ideas off. But he just he euphemizes it so much that she gives him some advice. And then he's like, huh. And internally, he's like, I should have those guys murdered. (laughs) Oh, I I, I took it as as I know that you need to murder someone because this is really making you mad. Mm. So I don't know that guy. (laughs) And the funny thing is, she always talks about Tony's dad, and every single scene, she was like, he was a good man, and I would say, he was a mobster. He was a saint! <laughs> well, even even Tony's like, when he was alive, she couldn't say anything nice about him. Right. <laughs> like, she laughed at him when he fell down the stairs, and the one memory the one, that Tony had that was good the from his good job. memory of his mom is her laughing at his dad. Because <laughs> I laughed, too. <laughs> We, we all laughed at him. Laughed and Melfi was like, any other good childhood memories? <laughs> it was a very and nice, was understated line. Like, She's a good woman, okay? I don't need good memories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> he really beat the crap out of that dude with a phone. But they, they do, like, an interesting way of writing her. She's not, like, malicious. Mm-hmm. She's just very cold. Very old in Sender ways. <laughs> She's not gonna go yep. live at a nursing home. <laughs> it's a retirement community. It's a retirement community, sure, ma. I thought for sure that lady speaking Italian to her was gonna do it, mm. but no, oh, no. I feel like she doesn't even know Italian. <laughs> her face did not even twitch in that whole scene. She was so unaffected. <laughs> Yeah, oh I want to see a whole outtakes reel of her just so that I can be more comfortable with my whole <laughs> situation. Right. Like I, I the the best like most stone faced actors. I really need to see a, a big gag reel. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, we need one of her like giggling or something. Right? Exactly. Exactly. But who yeah. knows? I mean, what is it going to do to you if you look up the gag reel and there's not a single gag reel of her in it, and you're like, oh god, <laughs> like, oh, she's no. just mean. You have to like Google her online, and they're like, she was such a serious actress. She's a consummate professional. She's a real traditionalist. She's a, she's a real method actor. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> She came in and yelled at us every day for not calling her. She was a massive racist every day to get into character. <laughs> <laughs> and then even when we weren't filming or even about to film. Right, or even when we just saw each other was... out of set. Wow, what's up with that? <laughs> oh, gosh. No, no no dispersions. She's probably great. No, yeah, yeah, I'm sure she's, she's probably a lovely jokes. mother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, because when Uncle Junior was talking to her, they were he was hanging up pictures in her new place. Mm. Yeah, um... 
in the third episode. Right. So I think they moved in the second episode. No, they moved in the third episode because this at the end of the second episode was... Oh, was when he was like, I will... She was like, kill me now. <laughs> oh, God. Just take a <laughs> knife from the kitchen and boy. put it in my oh, heart. My That'll hurt less than putting me in a nursing home. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Oh. Sorry about that. I, I needed to uh, debrief with, with my wife about uh, the mob hit. I mean, uh, <laughs> the children, raising the children that we're doing. You know, the quote unquote raising the children. <laughs> right. We're raising the children until they give us our money back. <laughs> No way, you guys were right. They did move around in episode two. I'm very wrong. Oh, okay. It was at the end of episode two. Right. Sean lied. I lied. Well, I not intentionally, but I did tell an untruth. I just want to... I'm really just happy to have been right. <laughs> so, uh, it, it definitely seems like you're about to go watch more of this, so I assumed you like it. I, I really did like it a lot. Um, yeah, I'll probably I'll probably watch um, more of it. I may watch the end of se- the rest of season one and take a break, like I'm doing for The Wire. But like, right. I'm really interested. I'm sort of fascinated by by mob stuff. Like, I, I I've seen Goodfellas. I've seen you know the <laughs> one of the Godfathers. It's one of the Godfathers. Hard. The Departed. All this stuff. Like, I've I've seen it. I'm I'm, I'm interested in it to an extent. So yeah. it definitely has a hook. Um, and and definitely, like I said, I want to see these characters be built. Right. And I think that I can come to this for that. It's hard not to be. I mean, I think there's a like a really good reason why crime and law shows, cops and robbers, both <laughs> co- both both perspectives are really popular with people. Yeah. I I think people are really fascinated by the whole thing both ways. Um, Absolutely. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't touch on? Um, I really liked, I thought that I was going to be super annoyed by his, uh, friends, like, like Stevie, little Stevie and, uh, (laughs) Polly Walnuts and stuff, but like, I wasn't, I was actually, I loved them. Yeah, they were all people too. Very (laughs) sweet. Like, (laughs) when they were beating up, uh, that Jewish guy and he was like, say, Say something. I was like, oh, yeah. Say bupkis. Yeah, don't tell him. Don't feed him things to say. He's doing something right now. He's busy. Oh god! And then he beats him with the bell. Oh, that, that one hurts. hurt to me more than the phone. In, in like the in in terms of empathy, I was like, ouch. Because that no, is a smaller point. No offense, but yeah. I don't mean no offense. I don't know why I said that, but that part was really funny to me. Because <laughs> I kept dinging. I'm not offended. The dinging every time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah, but, like, the great thing is everyone is written like a person, no matter, like, how minor their character is. Even the strippers in the background are people. They're worried about yeah. his mom. <laughs> yep. They, there was, and actually there was, a, there was a surprising lack of toxic masculinity in, in the people, in, like, the people that you would expect. Like, I was, like, not really feeling like he was embarrassed to be worried about his friend or, like, to, I mean, he was, like, not dealing with it well, but, like... He wanted to go see his friend. He loves his his friend that is, you know, a man and wasn't this there was beautiful no, like, man. Worry, yeah, yeah, exactly. And like there were there were several times when I was like, they're just living their lives. They're they're you know they're men that that love each other very much, and like that's not an issue here. And I yeah. really found that very nice. It, yeah, it's nice. Um, it's it, that issue is like separate from his just not wanting to be sad ever. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the only person who I I saw any toxic masculinity from took a bullet at the end of the episode three. So like I, right. I think that we're good here. We're good here, and like yeah, definitely the um, 
the cousin, Christopher? Yeah. He was like, he was surprisingly chill. I thought he was going to be a creep or a weirdo. But like in episode two, when Brendan is like, we got to do the hit on this truck or whatever. He was like surprisingly adult about it. I was yeah. surprised when he was suddenly competent after smoking a little. And he was like, wait, maybe we should listen to middle management and not run <laughs> off and do our own crazy stuff. Maybe we shouldn't do the thing we were explicitly told not to do. That game was so out of left field that I was like, is this for real? Who are you? <laughs> well, and like, it's really funny to see like the whole family is the, are these like really crafty, cunning people. Cause when, when the mom came in after he gave uh, the daughter, the, 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 the speed, um, she was like, anyway, so you tell my, you tell your friend that my friend's like, what? and he's like, oh, come on, I got it. And like, it was this whole, <laughs> it, like, it was some really good improv. And yeah. I was like, all right, good job, guys. That was really good. Right, you yes, and did each other. And like, you did a successful drug deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and your reward is this. And like, I was really glad that they didn't have, yeah, I think that, that the friend is going to have some drug issues and stuff. Totally. Yeah. But like, I was really happy that it, that it didn't happen at the choir concert because, like, I was like, "Come on, oh, I was don't so have worried them like that. fall over and stuff." Yeah, like, them like crashing or something. I was like, "Oh God, someone's gonna pass out." Oh right, because but, like, the concert's made the them... same day as the SATs, so they would have done it that day, wouldn't they? Have? Right. Yeah. God, that's so weird. <laughs> but like, yeah, speed. Uh, speed really made them better singers, so they should really keep that in mind. <laughs> no, I don't know about try. that. Well, no. But- <laughs> It was so funny because it did like super bring me back to high school mm-hmm. when the choir yeah. teacher was like, the SATs are on the same day and everyone started screaming like, yes, holy shit, they're on the same day. <laughs> like, oh God. Yeah, that's a, it feels like that really happened. You know, it's like a memory. I was in marching later. band. It definitely happened. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. They definitely need to follow up on the whole meth thing next episode, especially what with the like. He confessed. He 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 like confessed and begged because he thought that they were killing him over the meth. Right. 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 Yeah. Um. I also really would like to know how they did on their tests, and that's just that's right. just the part of me. That's that other part of me. Is like, she going to Aspen? Is she going to Berkeley? Right. How did she do on the SATs? How did she? What's she? What are her college plans? Has she, where has she applied? All this stuff. Is she gonna have to take it over again? I imagine right. we'll find out at some point. Like it's not gonna. I hope it's not gonna be like Harry Potter, where it's like, but how did they do on their tests? I don't care about all this stuff. <laughs> okay, we're nerds if we care about people's test results, <laughs> but we are. Yeah. Uh, damn, that's a good show. Okay, so yes. do you need us to uh, iterate the the flavor ratings? Yes, please. Okay, so bitter is a show that's mostly bad and not really redeemable. Mm-hmm. Savory okay. is a show that's mostly good and the bad qualities are a uh, minimum. Negligible. Uh, spicy is a show that's really good, but not really something that everyone would be into. Something you'd kind of uh, have to think about before recommending. Pretty niche. Um, and sour was something that was kind of half good, half bad. Like, like really the, disappointed you because it had potential. Like, Bitter is like, oh man, this sucks. Sour is like, you guys could have done, done better. So well, but you didn't. And what am I missing? Sweet is something that's like, you like watching it, but it's not a good show. <laughs> <laughs> it's not objectively good, but you would recommend this. <laughs> yeah, I think, and, and this actually this speaks to my own personal taste flavor preferences, as well as my feelings about this show. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really great. 
and I think it's very spicy. Ooh. I think that it is not like everyone should watch this show. Like, I think that you need to know sort of what you're getting into going into it. I don't know that it's so spicy that like some people are going to hate it and some people are going to like adore it. I right. think that it, it, it's a lot more middle of the road than I thought it was going to be. Um, but I guess not middle of the road, but like, it's a lot more accessible to uh, maybe more people like my mom. Yeah. <laughs> like I spe- thinking specifically of if my mom could watch the show and I think she could, um, and I wouldn't want to watch it with her, but like she could watch it on her own by herself and then talk to me about the non nudity parts later. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think that she could get it, but like, I don't think that I would be like, everyone should be watching this show. Yeah. I, I think I, I tend to agree. Cause like, you mentioned, Sean, you mentioned Breaking Bad earlier, mm-hmm. and I know every single human being I've ever talked to that's seen Breaking Bad is, Breaking Bad's my hipster thing. I've only seen three episodes of it for this podcast. I will and, get you to watch more. <laughs> and everyone's like, you have to watch all of Breaking Bad. Like, it's the most amazing thing ever. Like, no one's ever thought twice before recommending it to me. Right. And so, like, I kind of agree with the spicy rating that it's a really good show and a lot of people would like it, but some people wouldn't. Mm. and that's yeah. when i would like think about who the person i'm talking to is before recommending okay it's like one of those things that like it has it's not spicy where it's like oh god my tongue but it has right. a little bit of a heat to it where you're sort of sweating kick. a little bit at the end right you mm. know you know your one friend that that's got a cat's tongue you would not give it to them <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i would yeah. argue for savory i think that spicy is definitely your first thought especially because it's an hbo show and you can't watch it with your parents <laughs> But um, I do wonder genuinely because honestly, I feel like I have less qualms about this show than I even do for Breaking Bad, and we definitely gave that a savory rating. I would, I would definitely give this a savory rating, but that's just me. Okay. It could be like a like a very spicy barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Some spice. That the official rating for Sopranos is spicy barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, have we? How many times have we given custom flavor? Three, a few times. A three or four, maybe? <laughs> it's fine. My favorite is still peanut butter. Yeah. That was a weird <laughs> peanut one. Peanut butter. Savory and sweet. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but, um, no, I, o- overall, if I had to give it one, I would, uh, I would agree. I, I, I would, I would, I would let it be spicy. I'd be convinced into spicy. Okay. Yeah. Savory is something I would think I would want to argue for, though. Which <laughs> well, I just I'm glad love. someone had a differing opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's it unanimous. Has, unanimous like votes it's, are so boring. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I'm changing my my thoughts to bitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, like, it, like I think it, it definitely has. Like, I think that, yeah, I think that it's more savory than I thought it was going to be. Like, I'm, I was very, very pleased that my expectations were a little bit subverted here. Mm. Um, That's fair. I was expecting there was a decent amount of violence but i really was expecting a whole lot more ultra violence yep. yeah yeah i was expecting i guess i feel like i feel so old when i say stuff like well nowadays they would have no problem like chopping his head but yeah, like but on the amc like the walking dead has ultra violence yeah. and that's a cable right. show i think that has a lot to do with prosthetic gore for example i mean this show is Definitely. It's older than that. It's older than The Walking Dead. It's older than, for example, Heroes. And Heroes has that prosthetic gore thing going on, whereas in this, you've just got a little blood. I think that the thing is, the episodes that we watched, this show is before prosthetic gore. So it's not really something that you can do. But I'm glad they didn't, whether or not... I feel like if it was made nowadays, 
if they still didn't have the ultraviolence, I would be cool with it. Hmm. It it because it's definitely it has sort of almost noirish elements to it where it's like you imagine it's like an atmosphere thing rather than a they're actually going to shoot that guy thing. Right. Rather than you're going to like see someone's head explode and it's there for shock value. Right. Yeah. It's it's a better scene to have him on the phone with the guy kind of whimpering upstairs talking to the guy about how to get this this man to do what they want. Right. Than, than to have him have the thought, hey, cut off his penis. <laughs> right. And then like do and it And then on just screen. do it. Right. 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 <laughs> or even, and even not, and even not even show, but like show his face when they're doing it. They didn't do that. Like, they 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 had a scene where you got it into your head, but it wasn't shown in any in any way at all. I don't. It didn't um, even happen. They just kind of right. Like it threatened. Right. The narrative right. is very. Um, what's the word? Not terse, but concise. It's concise. Perfect. Yeah. Economical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very economic like... cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> like it, but like for real. Like it was like oh, okay. And it, it was, it felt very kind of old school. Like, that's where the savory comes from, t- in my mind. Like, it has a very old school feel to it because it's like conversations that build character and move the plot along, as mm-hmm. opposed to like, then I shot him. Here. And then. See? <laughs> See? Here's then me I shooting shot my him. Gun and I missed. <laughs> right. And then I shot my second gun. That one <laughs> hit. But then I shot my third gun <laughs> and it missed. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, I feel like, um, Kind of like the older TV show storytelling is a lot slower because they're like mainly concerned with building character. Yeah. And so I'm into that. And mm. also, I say 87 episodes is a lot just because I'm a baby for long shows, but it's super not a lot compared to the other shows we've reviewed that are like <laughs> 200, 300 episodes over <laughs> 10 years. Right, right. <laughs> Everything from Smallville to One Piece. Right. <laughs> Fuck One Piece. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but, uh, what is One Piece? Uh, it's an anime that has oh. the manga has what eight hundred chapters and they're only halfway done. Over over eight hundred, yes. Oof. And the, uh, the show was very. That feels like a bit of a, a misnomer. The, it seems like a <laughs> lot One of, Piece. It's more like a million pieces, <laughs> and you're still not done. Anyways, I'm over five hundred chapters into it, and it's good. But let's move on because um, all of our guest episodes are going to be over an hour long because having a guest on is very fun. He's he's super opposite to me. He wants to watch all three hundred episodes, and I'm like, oh, I can't even get into that. More content. <laughs> Look, when something is good, more content is more content. No, I'm down for. I'm actually down for 87 episodes. I actually do want to watch this. Mm-hmm. You love it when yeah. things are concise, though. Yes. Um. Well, James, it was really great having you on. I'm glad you you came on with us. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was, it was lots and lots of fun. Yeah. Name some of your podcasts again. Okay. Uh, Jordan and Dylan and uh, no. Um. My my podcasts are called. Um, <laughs> Uh, Unabashedly Obsessed is sort of the main one. Uh, and that's a show I do with my friend Aaron, uh, where we basically pick a topic or watch a movie or Aaron gets super upset. Basically, we started because Aaron was super <laughs> into zombies and then we did a show about zombies. Nice. Um, and then we sort of have done, we've done everything from like like Doctor Who to um, the Puffs musical um, <laughs> to like... Um, My Immortal, which was like bad oh, Harry Potter fan fiction that I was actually that. Now that very, is something very good uh, in actuality. It was secretly, secretly masterful. Great. A secret it was, masterpiece. It was, it was double satire, which was fascinating to talk about. Um, 
and we've you know but like everything in between we're big into like stephen king and stuff actually uh the show on hulu castle rock yep uh, we're gonna watch that for october i mean good does it does what you're talking about with like the very it's like i think it's getting complaints about it being so slow but it's because they're doing what you're talking about where it's like slowly building characters and slowly Mm. doing like showing you all the aspects of these people oh i Um, i hella love stephen king so i'm super excited for that show Yay, you guys need to come on our show. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's a baby about horror, though. I'm sorry. I can't. Well, that's good, because Stephen King isn't a horror writer. <laughs> Fair. All right. I can't do horror. I can do bombastic stuff. Stephen King, the theme of all Stephen King books, you ready? Friendship is magic. Yeah. That, that's it. That's his whole thing. If I, you have your friends, good things happen. If you're all alone, you're probably going to die. If you're together <laughs> with your friends, you can face that clown Cthulhu monster. <laughs> yep absolutely there's yeah anyways uh, we can, we don't need to get into it at the very tail end of the show right, fair. Uh, in, in fact this put this, this put us over the hours so i apologize no that's <laughs> but, great um, um do you want to drop... have yeah oh sorry uh, i was gonna ask if you wanted to drop like a twitter or two yeah um our our podcast is at ufo podcast um which yeah why and, is that uh, well <laughs> uh unabashedly fucking obsessed uh, technically, yes. Okay. So every episode, we pick a new letter for F to stand, a new thing for F to stand for, <laughs> um, because we, we we're sort of bucking against it, standing for unabashedly fucking obsessed. But yes, <laughs> well, that's but 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 officially in concept, yes, that's exactly correct. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, I assumed that one of you just had the Twitter name UFO, UFO podcast <laughs> lying around for no, some reason. We- we we there's actually a a, a Twitter uh, for an actual podcast about UFOs called the UFO podcast that I feel super <laughs> bad about every time I accidentally type. Oh, that into the- you're like oh I'm sorry but I'm keeping the, it though. Yeah, oh the real God. UFO. No, um, and then I I'm individually at unabashed James because my name is one letter too long for a an adverb to work. So damn unabashedly unabashedly Aaron works. And unabashedly, James is too long. So I guess go figure. <laughs> You're just unabashed. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. So now you get that sort of banished Shakespearean thing going. On so, um, yeah, but I, I mean, I also have um, a Blink One Eighty Two podcast or and a, a role playing game called Kids on Bikes that I'm a part of an actual play podcast for. Um, but I retweet the hell out of um, all of the stuff that I do. So um, actually, uh, you guys, I, I, I had a. Uh, uh, New Year's resolution to uh, guest on twelve episodes of a of podcast <laughs> this year. Wow! And you guys are the magic twelfth episode. Yay. Oh, nice! High five! So yeah, you you guys helped me achieve my dreams. I guess you could say. How did you? So. How did you manage to do all the podcasts you do and also guest on twelve podcasts? Um, I basically asked to be on any podcast that sounds super interesting to me, <laughs> and people just oh, so say just yes. that, just that. I'm basically <laughs> like, hey, I should. I actually, um, my friend Lucy. Uh, who uh, had a podcast called Midpoint, um, where they watched the middle episode of a television show and talked what? about that, not having seen anything else. Hell yeah! I'm <laughs> it is a, it's a fantastic sh- show. Okay. I just listened to the last episode that came out in like May of 2017. I just listened to it last week, and I was super sad. Uh, it's really, really great. Um, but yeah, like I basically saw the concept of her show, and I was like, "Hey, we're friends now." Yeah, hey, let's and, do this. Thing. And now she's a really good friend of mine. So. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That- um, oh but yeah, I, I, I heard the concept of your show and I really wanted to be on I, So thank you for uh, helping me achieve my dreams and goals. Yeah. Um, I think now we just need to find a podcast that only watches the last episode and do a collaboration. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
that that was yeah that was when, when we were uh when we were talking to wings the podcast i think wins the podcast by the way is is no more so Aww. your turf is is Aww. not uh is not a, <laughs> not a, in, in in danger um we talked about like starting an, a uh, you know a finale um mm. podcast because yeah as it like was, a counterpoint yeah that'd be cool exactly yeah well, and then they're also like uh, one where you watch the just the pilot and just the finale and sort of compare contrast how the characters have changed and stuff. That'd be pretty fun too. Mm-hmm. I also come so up with podcasts as an obsession. Based so, just yeah. on messing with episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, it was great having you. Mm-hmm. I'm Absolutely. Glad Thank you so much for having me. We finished your task of getting on every podcast known to man. <laughs> yep. yep. You, you've 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 helped you've helped make that possible. <laughs> So, for better or worse, thank you so much. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Is there any wrap-up? We we don't do do? wrap-up stuff. We just say bye when we feel like we're done, and I didn't know what to do. I like it. Well, hey, plug our Twitter. Oh, yeah. We uh, have a Twitter at TVD Pod. We also have a Twitter for our other podcast, uh, D20 Downtime, at D20D Pod. Um, It's another actual play podcast. Yeah, another. Um, Another, <laughs> I said another because you mentioned kids on bikes, but yes, right, sure. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. one of the like I think three million that exist, right? A close <laughs> approximation. <laughs> um, Maybe yeah. a little bit of a lowball, but uh, right, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you can find us. Um, we try really hard. Uh, we try really so hard. Please show us some love. <laughs> and this episode has been gone too long. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs>